Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Charlotte Jacqueline of Betty. And I'm Liv Purvis of What Olivia Did. And together we are The Fringe Bit. a bit worried we weren't going to be able to do it at the same time. Every week we do it in time and every week I just, I'm like, yes. But you've come to South London today. I have and the weather's really nice. I got up a little bit earlier than normal so that I could get here first thing in the morning so we could get on and um, I dressed all wrong. I know, it's, it's a little bit fresh outside but it's a gorgeous afternoon. I think we're edging into summer now. Can you can we say that yet? No, not yet. Oh. My birthday's on Sunday and I remember like growing up there was you know, the, the birthday parties were always risky. It was like, are we outdoors? Are we indoors? Yeah. Sometimes you get heat wave, other times you get a downpour. And people would say, oh, she's a spring baby. Yeah, yeah. So not yet. June. We have to wait till June. Okay, well, it feels like it. We've got the big old royal wedding this weekend. I am so excited about the royal wedding. I thought it wasn't being televised, but apparently it is. Oh, is it? I've checked the Radio Times, not only on BBC, but ITV. Oh, oh. I should have just come to you. I know. That's the thing. By the time this goes up, the wedding will have happened as well. I'm, I'm, well, I've not really surrounded myself with too much wedding chat, so um, I'm excited for it. I don't feel like I'm, I'm exhausted yet. I, I, I'm not exhausted, but I'm very excited. I, well, obviously, just want to see what, what they're both wearing. I can't wait till next week when we have a full debrief on the whole, the okay, whole let, let's, fiasco. Let's save it until then. So this week is our... Unlucky for some 13th episode. Uh, I hope that's not tainted it. This week's podcast, just to warn you, um, we do briefly discuss abortion um, and also touch upon murder as well. So um, I just wanted to give you fair warning in case anybody is affected by that and would rather would rather skip it. So just skip the TV chat, I think, or the catch up. But hopefully I feel it was something that... You know, I wanted to discuss, so hopefully you think it's it's within context. Yeah, I think it, it is in context, and it's important to discuss it also. Yeah, definitely. So let's get on with this week's episode. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 13. How you been, Liv? How's your week been? Oh, it's been lovely. I've been in Italy. Uh, whereabouts? South Tyrol. Um, where is that in the... 
in the boots. It's oh, in the boot. It's definitely, but it's the knee high bit. Oh right, okay, interesting. I've not been to the knee high bit. Yeah, then <laughs> is it over the knee or is it kind of is it thigh high? Oh, it's it's above the knee. For oh right, sure. okay. But um, yeah, no, it's on the uh, the Austrian, well near to Austria. It's in the very very north of Italy. Kind of when we started, it was more very Mediterranean, and we kind of ended in like the border of Austria, which is very alpine. Italy definitely has regions, doesn't it? Like oh, I've been yeah. to Florence. Tuscany have I been anywhere else but you know they were so vastly different yeah it's it's got lots of very charming pockets but oh no it's beautiful very green very full of pasta quite, um, quite rainy I saw it was a little bit rainy I was I, I thought you know being the generous person I am I'd leave the weather in the UK and that's exactly what I did <laughs> that's nice of you that You're was welcome. very nice of you what yeah. pasta did you have the pasta in Italy oh my goodness I've, I've eaten a lot of pasta so I had um a tomato like with burrata <gasps> very burrata. like Pomodoro, you know safe bet oh I, you've mentioned the b word <laughs> all I want is burrata also had some did I, have, I think I arrived ravioli on one day did you just keep ordering pasta. I did. I did. It was. It got to like almost like four meals consecutively after the other, like lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner. And then I thought I need to mix things up a bit. <laughs> Can I have a side salad with that, please? I know. I got. I did. Get, I ordered a salad on one occasion instead, and it came with burrata and um, bacon, and it was just massive. I might as well have just ordered pasta. It was about you, as healthy as that. You got burrata then. My mum didn't know what it was, um, and I feel like I've only just been educated in the past couple of years. So it's a different type of mozzarella, isn't it? In, yeah. And it's almost cased in a shell, and then when you open it, it's quite liquidy. Very creamy oh. inside. It's like mozzarella with a creamy centre. Oh, it's just heaven. It's I'm so delicious. so upset I'm not eating it right now because it's that good. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I know, that's the thing. Charlotte and I were planning on going for lunch today after we'd recorded the podcast. But unfortunately, the place we were planning on going isn't open until five o'clock. Which is actually good because because I'm moving house next week and so far I've not even packed a sock so for me to just go into London for lunch just a bit excessive really yeah so well next time we can do a full review of our uh, lunch location but oh, yeah what have you been up to what have I been up to I was in Dublin oh, yes. I feel like I feel like we've lived many a life this week some some weeks I'm like oh podcast day again we only recorded yesterday and then other weeks it's like oh you've been to Italy I've been to Dublin so I went to Dublin it didn't rain the forecast was rain for three days we got there on Friday me and my mum and it was raining but it was okay it was a light drizzle because the the forecast I love talking about weather the forecast was like double raindrops oh and I was like that's gonna be heavy so I packed a mac if anybody's wondering what is the appropriate situation to wear a mac it's probably Dublin in May I find it so (laughs) useful I've had that Mac for a year and not really worn it, so I was really pleased. Gorgeous weather on the Saturday and Sunday, and generally I just love Dublin. It's the second time I've been. The people of Ireland are just the loveliest people Aren't in they the just? world. Oh, the taxi so drivers, charming. Just, I had so much fun. Like I was actually like belly laughing in taxis. They were just oh, so interesting. And how was it? What did you get up to? Um, so I was there with with a brand. Um. So it was it was sponsored, but my chat of Dublin on this podcast is not. We went and just had a look really. My mum hasn't been before, so I kind of went over places that I'd already been that I knew she'd really like. But we went to Dublin Castle, we went to the botanical gardens, which are free to get into and Ooh. it was beautiful. There was lots of um I think lots of young girls who had had their communion. And they were having their pictures taken amongst the botanical gardens. It I bet was, that was stunning. Yeah, they they oh they were so gorgeous. Where else did we go? Oh, we went on an afternoon tea bus. Oh my giddyup! That was great. I've done one in London, but everywhere else outside of London, you can actually drive. 
Yeah. Whereas London, you're just stuck in traffic. Yeah, you're kind of like mooching along at stop, start, stop, start. Yeah, so we saw like amazing parts of Dublin that necessarily we wouldn't have, have kind of bothered to walk to. So that was really enjoyable. Just kind of lunches, <sighs> cocktails, shopping. Any standout restaurants? Um, I know you'll be posting about it, so I don't want to... There was a there was a really good one. I've still got the... Look, the injury, that's from a lobster. <laughs> I went to um, I went to a place called Claw with a K. Oh, like the Kardashians had got got to it, and um, and they basically just sold fish, but like shellfish, so mussels, prawns, crab, lobster. Mm. There was just three different types of drinks. It was great, and then a place called the Vintage Cocktail Club, which I've been to before. I've been there. Oh, have you? I've been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's almost a bit speakeasy. Yeah, Yeah. like we went in at five o'clock on Friday. It was really nice sunshine, and then it was like pitch black with candlelight. I know. Um, But their cocktails are oh my goodness, they're pisco sour. I've been dreaming about it for three years. It was nice to go back. Um, But I've been talking a lot. I will let you talk in a moment. But one thing I kind of did want to say about Dublin, and and I I talked about it on Instagram stories, and and I really thought about it before I went on Instagram stories to discuss it, but I kind of feel... We've spoken about this, but um, going on in, in Dublin at the moment is the referendum for abortion, basically. So if anybody doesn't know, in... Ireland, abortion is illegal unless it occurs as a result of a medical intervention performed to save the life of the mother. However, there has been cases recently where that hasn't happened um, and that's resulted in in kind of death, basically, Mm. of of the mums. So every single lamppost, and I mean every single lamppost, had a big yes board and a big no board. And there was people like campaigning on the streets. And I just felt on my Instagram stories that I had to talk about it because, you know, we all go to places to find, you know, the best cafes, the best bars, the best restaurants, the best Instagrammable spots. But for me to ignore what was happening in Dublin yeah, seemed really crazy. So lots of women seek abortions illegally. So they'll order pills off the internet, which they then administer without medical help, which obviously is just insane. Really dangerous. Dangerous, but obviously they feel they have no choice. And I don't know, I just felt quite emotional the whole weekend because, you know, I believe in a woman's right to choose. So I put it out there on Instagram stories and I got a really positive reaction. I wasn't looking for, you know, approval, but sometimes it's quite easy to ignore what's happening politically just because you want to, you know, stay indifferent on the internet. I think that's it. And I think sometimes you're almost, you feel like our sensitivity of someone kind of saying something about what you've said is almost greater than actually discussing something. Yeah. Whereas actually sometimes you think actually me talking about something this important is more key than me getting a little bit upset because someone didn't agree. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's the thing. I, you know, sorry, I've really got into a political hole here. But, um, you know, when we discuss politics and we discuss, you know, what parties we're all for, I think we need to remember, queer I taught me this, but we can have political disagreements, but it doesn't mean that wholly you're... A, evil person because you disagree yeah with people politically so that was that was really eye-opening and I think it's on the 24th of May the referendum and then I had loads of messages from people well not loads but um discussing other things so somebody said it was really difficult for trans men and women um the language that we talk about abortion it makes it really difficult for people that um in really small minorities to, to get abortions. And then somebody else pointed out that in Northern Ireland, which is part part of the UK, um, abortion is illegal um, in similar circumstances, and so is gay marriage. And it just seems to me 
really interesting that we're part of the United Kingdom. I'm doing my inverted commas. We, we, it just doesn't get discussed on our news. And like, yeah. I know it's very difficult in Northern Ireland. All you know, it's a lot to do with religion and things like that. But it just got me really thinking. My trip yeah. to Dublin. But the thing is, it's it's it is so positive to speak about these things. I think and to, to discuss them. And when you have these larger platforms, to like discuss this conversation because it's yeah like you say it's nice going to somewhere and finding a nice cute shop mm. or cafe but with something like that which is so rooted in you know what's going on at the moment is so current you think how can you not discuss yeah. it how can you and it's affecting women like you and I and exactly and and that's what I was thinking because I kind of waited 24 hours before after I got back and was thinking how how can I talk about this but I just kind of spoke honestly and just said what I saw yeah um, and then you know saying that I do believe in a woman's right to choose which yeah. is that's the thing and we're so privileged to have that choice yeah and it's being able to address that and you know obviously we can't help make that change unfortunately because yeah. we're not we're not over there but then if someone is listening over there and you know it can help well I was really interested because I, stum- I stumbled on like a bit of a research hole after that and there was a there's a big campaign of people like going back to vote because I think yeah. that I don't I don't know the ins and outs of it but um yeah it was just really interesting so um in short I went to Dublin and had a nice time what else have I been doing um yeah I've been avoiding packing anything to avoid packing oh that's the thing when I moved last year I feel like the novelty wears off very quickly I was very quick to be like oh I'll get a few big yellow boxes and then I'll put my underwear in them like I'm going on holiday (laughs) and then then I'm like that's it that's me and then suddenly you're like going under the bed when there's stacks of NME magazines from like 2003 and you're like oh, I have to think of something to do with these. Yeah, like, they meant so much at the time. I kept every single copy of Enemy, and then I think... I have still got them. I left them at home under the bed. So, Mum, if you're listening, don't go onto George's bed. There is nothing under there that needs to be got rid of. <laughs> I don't think she'll be going underneath George's bed anywhere. I'm going to introduce shopping. Oh, let's go on shopping. One thing that I did do in Dublin was I did some vintage shopping. Oh! And it's reignited my love oh. for secondhand and eBay, and now I can't stop. Oh God! Um, so I went in a vintage shop. I th- it was called Harlequin. I looked up in the mirror, and I saw I saw myself. <laughs> <And> I saw- <laughs> Luckily, I couldn't see myself. Um, but I saw an embroidered bag in the mirror, and I turned around. And I was like, "That's that's the embroidered bag that I've been looking for for years." Oh my God! Because I wanted like um- how have I not seen this? I don't know. I'll show you a picture in a minute. Um, but it's kind of a cross-stitch bag, uh, cream with like a tapestry on it. And um, it was just really lovely. And I realised how much I love shopping vintage and I haven't been doing it for, for quite some time. So now, after I got back from Dublin, I'm, I'm on eBay. I've got saved searches going on. Oh. I've got some bidding going on. Oh, God, she's in a bidding war. Yeah. I feel like it's so, it's weird, isn't it? Because the high street at the moment, especially, has got a lot of like 80s-inspired pieces. Yeah. Lots of cool pastel things, loads of baskets, loads of wicker. And I'm like, this is all stuff that is so readily available for a cheaper price in vintage stores. And better quality. And no one else has it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I've been selling stuff on Depop, which I've been really enjoying. So then I've been kind of like thinking in my head, I've got this little pot of money that then I can buy. And I was even looking at kind of secondhand Orla Kylie stuff on eBay. You know, because 
sometimes you buy something for a season, wear it, and then the novelty wears off, and then you want to sell it. Yeah, well, I will buy that off you. I know it's that's the thing. Like I love Depop because there's so many things I see on like Pinterest or like something Alexa Chung's worn months ago, and I'm like, oh, I like that. And then I'm just starting searches. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, so I'm really, really. That's one of the things that I've bought this week. What else have I bought this week? Because it's my birthday on Sunday, which I've only mentioned once so far. Yeah, very um, controlled. <laughs> I treated myself to some Glossier products. Ooh. They're arriving today uh, via DPD at 2.45 and 3.45. Oh, what have you ordered? So I ordered the mascara. Oh, I've not tried that. No, well, that's only been out a week, hasn't it? Lived. <laughs> calm down. Calm, but the, um, calm yourself. They invented it because... I'm assuming Emily, Emily yeah. Wise, she got lash extensions and she was like, I can only get lash extensions for so long before I have no eyelashes left, so I better invent a, a decent mascara. So, can't, don't you, can't you just relate with that? <laughs> yeah, that's literally how I felt, because I've always wondered, would I be a better person with lash extensions? But I know friends that have got them and they're kind of addicted to getting them because, yeah. you know, your actual eyelashes fall out. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that's funny. But, you know, it's it's crazy what we do for beauty. So I'm hoping the mascara is going to be good. Next time I see you, I'll be like, whoa. I'm hoping. Um, and what else did I get? Oh, I got the birthday balm. Because oh, yeah. it's my birthday. Yeah, and it's it tastes amazing. Does it? <laughs> I could just eat it. Yeah. Um, and I got the rose balm. And I got... um. What are these called? The, the oh, Lid Stars. Yes, and I think I got Moon. Ooh. And I think I stopped there because it was enough, quite frankly. I didn't need yeah. cloud paints next, but I thought, let's wait. I love the solution. It's been quite a divisive product. Oh, isn't know. it divisive? I know. I love it, though. It really, Do you? It really helped clear up my skin. I am. Um, oh, honestly, it really divides people. I, I know. Sorry, I had a hiccup. You're now. queen of reviews as well. You really read reviews. I love reading reviews. <laughs> On a website, if if I if either of us ever consider buying something, Charlotte's on the reviews. We were um, on Free People yesterday. Both of us just having a bit of a, a wish list shop, and um, I. It, but apparently, um, I heard from my friend in e-commerce that even if it's a negative review, people are more likely to buy it with a negative any kind of review. Wow! Because it can make you. Because even if that person puts a negative review, as long as it's like this is just rubbish, don't buy it. Like, that's not constructive. But generally, the negative reviews are constructive. So you can be like, oh, she's um, smaller than me or bigger than me or um, yeah. we've got different priorities. And I just love, I just live for an online review. You're very right. That seems right, actually. Because I was looking at a few things. They didn't have any reviews. And I was like, oh, is that because no one's bought it? Yeah, exactly. Whereas then things with reviews, I'm like, oh. Even, yeah. That's what I bought. I was going to buy a Christy Dawn dress. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, I just um, thought of something else then. I didn't mean to do a Tom Jones. Oh, <laughs> and it is embroidered. I don't even know how to describe it. It's a maxi. It's got lace panels and embroidered flowers on, um, and it comes in black and it comes in cream. But the size that I needed was sold out, so I've signed up for a restock. Oh, I love I love waiting for a restock email. Me too, because it's kind of like I'm going to be the first to know. So calm down. I can relax now. Yeah. My feet up. Yeah. I'm I'm on the mailing list waiting to be contacted. So that's what I've bought this week. What about mm. you? This week, well, we've got some shelves built, which they is are so nice. exciting in our spare room. As I'm sure Charlotte can justify, this house has been a mess since. We've moved in, basically. Well, it's this not room. been a mess. This room, this one corner of this room has... It was out of control. We had some wardrobe in here when we moved in. We filled it up, and then we took the wardrobe down, and all the contents of the wardrobe were in a corner. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't It was so much a moniker 
Monica cupboard, it was just a Monica corner. It was a Monica corner. Um, but now we have shelves built, and I'm really happy with them actually, despite the faff that we went through to get them done. They look really swanky. Um, I like I like the knobs. Oh, they've got some lovely knobs on them from Anthropology, which I'm very happy with. So they, they, that's been quite a big purchase for me. But I have been coveting um, a lot of the Doan dresses. Oh, we had a late night WhatsApp sesh. Oh, and they are just gorgeous. If, you, if you're familiar with the brand Doan, they are US based and they just do so many. I think they're quite ethical as well. I'm not sure of the extent, but I know they've got a really nice kind of message behind them. And they just do the most gorgeous, floaty, bohemian, without being too kind of like... Do you know what I mean? They're still quite... They're very wearable. They're um, just beautiful. They are slightly more um, costly, but they are stunning. Yeah, but I think I think as well, price price per wear. And also, yeah, talking right. of the high street, I have been, every time I have the urge, not buying something and seeing how long I think about it for afterwards. Yeah. So Zara this season, I've only bought that suit. That's the only thing I've bought from Zara this season. So then you can afford to be a bit more spendy on the other purchases if you're buying less. Yeah, I do think that. And I think... We've touched on this before, and I think mm. it'd be nice to do more of it, like, shopping sensibly. Um, I just want to interrupt, because I just smell so good. Oh. <laughs> well, and what do you smell of, Charlotte? Well, you'll have to tell me exactly what I smell of, but basically, because Liv's shelves are in, she's actually, like, merchandised them almost, and there was a little corner of Margiela perfumes, and I just basically thought I was in Selfridges or House of Fraser. Started spritzing herself about three of them at once. But I just keep getting a whiff of myself. I, I think it's sensational. I think I've got it on as well, so I think I get a whiff. And then so what, what am I wearing? The fragrance you are wearing is Promenade in the Gardens. Oh, Oxford, that's how I feel. Oxfordshire, 1986, shaded and flowered paths. <laughs> I, mean, I am sat there right now. Oh, and the, and the bottle's got this beautiful cloth kind of sticker on it. And it's, I mean, sticker doesn't make, make yeah, it that far yeah. romantic. Um, I'm going to say um, it has a cloth label that has been uh, very carefully punched with a typewriter. Oh, that's exactly the image we're going for here. Oh. Um, I like what they say. Oh, I get it now. So um, the Margiela perfume is called Replica, which is a reproduction of familiar scents and moments of varying locations and periods. It's so romantic. Oh, it, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel like I should just spritz it. I spritz the microphone. I really hope the microphone doesn't blow up because it's just been <laughs> sprayed with perfume. <laughs> that was meant to be a romantic sound effect. Did it go... Yeah, that could be the end of the podcast. As we know it. Shall we continue with Tally Chat? Let's continue. I'm going to let you go first because I feel like I just talked for the first 18 minutes of the podcast. Okay, I will I will dive in. So this week I've actually started watching something from the beginning again. And that is Line of Duty. Oh. Have you watched this? No. Have we discussed this? Yes. Have we? Yes. Okay, well, basically, I'm watching it again with Jo, but that's not. I've got something else to say, don't worry. She better have, otherwise we're going to have to pause the podcast while she goes and finds something <laughs> goes to watch. and watches something. So Jo's never watched it before, but we're watching it again, and it's one of my favourite things I've ever watched. I've only watched a third series. Where but... can people watch it if they... Netflix. It was on the Beeb, the BBC. Oh, okay, now it's on Netflix. Um, But basically, Jo hasn't watched it before and I've watched the third series so I'm being that annoying person where I'm like oh they're still in it they're still in it and Joe's like please stop it please stop talking now <laughs> I realise Love Island is also all on Netflix so how many series are on Netflix I think two or three but there's it's hefty Love Island because I, I tried to get into it last year obviously I had a newborn it was quite difficult oh, it's... but 
I can't commit every night. You know, let's start from the new series because okay. I feel like we need to discuss it as it happens because I was obsessed last year. Yeah, I really wanted to get into it, but yeah, I was trying to keep a small human alive. I mean, that's more new. important, arguably. I know, but I just felt like I was missing out. I loved it, and I didn't think I would. I was, I went into it, and I was a bit cynical, but um. I'm very excited for it to be back. I think it's back in a couple of weeks. Okay, so fine. We've got time. Every night at 9pm, we need to be indoors now. <laughs> I mean, that is the thing. Every night. But it's I, a commitment. But I love it. I love that routine. I yearn for that kind of routine in my life. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> have you been watching anything else? No, but I have downloaded a brilliant podcast. Um, no, not podcast, an app. <laughs> oh, God, all right, Nan. Um, I've downloaded a brilliant app, which I really wanted to quickly talk about. And I was going to tell you before we started recording, I downloaded this app by Poppy Jamie of Pop and Suki, and it's called Happy Not Perfect. Oh. And it is brilliant. I downloaded it last night. And that's your phone. And I'd like it, so you feel free to download it on my phone. I will download it, but it is so good. It's almost like a meditation app to a sense. But I didn't have any expectation, but you download it, and it's basically got five different stages. What did it just tell you to do? Something with your Exhale shoulders. Exhale and exhale. So you open the app, and yeah. it's got all these different stages to it, and it's very calming. So firstly, there's a beautiful scenery of, of the of sea. the waves, and yeah. it says good afternoon, and you can take five to relax and refocus, and then you you start today's refresh. And then you can select how you're feeling. So oh my goodness, meh is an option, which is my favourite emotion. Well, so say, not my favourite feeling. So but. I selected meh, and then it's got like a breathing exercise, so you can breathe for like thirty seconds, and then after that, it then goes on to that you write down all the things that are bothering you on that day, and then you set fire to it. It's so amazing. I and love then it's, stuff like that. And then it's got like a drawing section. And then it's got list like some things you're feeling grateful for. Oh no! Nice. So yesterday I did it because I was a bit like bummed about a few things, and I wrote them all down. But then I then started thinking all the things I was grateful for, yeah. and it totally outweighed it. Totally. Yeah. But anyway, it's just such a brilliant app, and it's called Happy Not Perfect. It's free to download. I think you can buy add-ons and all of those things. But um, yeah, oh, I was going to get that. It was so nice. I was in the car home, and I was a bit like you know, you know, feeling anxious, and it was just so nice. And it was different to the just pure meditation breathing yeah apps. that looks great and the graphics look great it's nice to have a something with, that's a bit interactive yeah it was really really cool so i haven't been watching i've been watching that on my phone i am done refocusing what have you been watching this um, week so i wanted to talk about something i've not been watching first of all um but it was the tv baftas on oh. sunday and um we were going to bed me and jack have been staying up late this week and i know you were whatsapping me at Midnight. I know, and today I just can't stop yawning. <laughs> um, but Jack, we were going to sleep, and then um, June's still in our room, and we have the Hoover sound, so we can barely hear each other <laughs> if we need to communicate to each other in bed. And um, he was like, um, "A TV show I worked on got a, got a TV BAFTA." Um, and A, I was really proud of him, but B, the show is called Murdered for Being Different, and it was on the Beeb, and um, it was up against Black Mirror, so when Jack found out it was an, it was nominated for a TV BAFTA, he was like, you know, it's against Black Mirror. And I said, yeah, it's up against Black Mirror, but I think it's such a powerful programme, and it was a TV show, and it was, about, it was a real-life drama about the murder of a 20-year-old girl who was called Sophie Lancaster in 2007, and her and her boyfriend, Robert Maltby, were walking through the park, um, and because they were dressed like goths, basically, she got attacked, and she tragically died, and he ended up in a coma. Um, and when Jack was working on it, he's a standby prop hand, which if loads of people don't know what that is, um, please go and Google it, because trying to explain it is really difficult. <laughs> 
prop. But he doesn't that. make props. Well, he does kind of... Oh, go and Google it, please. It's a very... It's inter- a very interesting, cool it, job, It's though. a very interesting job. And when he was working on it, he was quite affected by it because they had to go to the town where wow. um, it happened. I mean, nothing compared to, to what the families have been through. But, you know, he just really took it on. And I think a lot of the, the cast and the crew did because it was just such a awful series of events so I was like thrilled that it won a BAFTA because it, it thoroughly deserved it and Sophie's family have actually set up a charity in her honour so um against kind of hate crimes so that's um just something I wanted to mention in the TV section and then totally changing the subject from something very very awful to something um not so I've been watching Beverly Hills Cops wow <laughs> Wow, that is a contrast of, of sorts. Yeah, so that's what I've been watching. Um, me and Jack, we basically have watched so much Friends that somebody needs to stage an intervention. And um, Jack was like, we need to put something else on other than Friends. And I was like, do you know what? I think oh, we do. God. When it comes to the point where you both agree about that as well, you <laughs> yeah. know you're turning a corner. Um, so Jack went downstairs to get his DVD collection. Oh wow, you've got the DVD of it. Um, so what? Yeah. So what he did because uh, he had hundreds and hundreds of DVDs, we consolidated them into a, like a folder. It's oh. like a big beefy folder. Oh smart. And basically, he was like, "I've got the DVD," and I didn't even know we had a. D- a function to play DVDs but yeah. apparently the Xbox you can put a DVD in it so we watched Beverly Hills Cops 1 and 2 with Eddie Murphy and it was brilliant it was just everything you want an 80s film to be it had freeze frames it had and um, you know like the soundtracks that are just really inspiring yeah okay like power tunes yeah it was it was and it was really kind of laugh out loud have you seen Beverly Hills Cops 1 or 2 I'm we're going to watch 3 tonight Oh, my, how many are there there's just 3 okay okay I'm going to have to get on this but it's just made me because me and Jack have got a, an ambition it's our 10 year anniversary next year and we want to be in Beverly. California for it well and I said when we go to Beverly Hills I want like the 80s tunes on and we're going to make a montage sequence oh my god can I come over just to film it yeah can that be my well yeah because you know if you're going to be in the montage we only need you for a few seconds perfect that'll be I'll, be, I'll look at my flights later but what was it about that era where just like it, and it's so Beverly Hills specific like <sighs> we're like driving down Sunset Boulevard and things like that oh I love it I think there is something about LA that is like almost a parody of itself. That is that kind of real escapism. Like yeah. I feel like I'm in a movie. I feel like I've got a real like eighties power ballad in my head and I'm dancing let me, to it. Let me paint it a picture. Charlotte is walking and she's got like she had a bullshit box. She's on the spot, but she had her arm up like she had a boombox in for a second there. <laughs> I don't know where she thought she was. But I was I was in Beverly Hills. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Um, so that's what we've been watching, and it's and it's been really good because I, I always think unstable times of your life. You you. I liked it, which is why I've been watching so much Friends, watch something that's happy and reassuring. Yeah. And that's what Eddie Murphy's done for me. And you're going to look back on this period and then be like, oh, I remember when I watched that film. Beverly Hills Cops 1, 2 and Tonight 3. Oh my goodness. Um, I haven't watched anything else or downloaded any of the raps. I but, did watch um, um, First Dates last night for the first time in a while. So I had you texting me about first dates and my mum texting me about first dates. Oh, it was brilliant. I hadn't seen it and I just kind of wanted to cut out the middleman so you could talk to each other. I know, I really wanted to text your mum. It was very loosely like royal wedding themed as well, which I really enjoyed. Oh, but how did they do that? I think, I don't, I don't really know. Like they were kind of like, the well, there was a Kate Middleton lookalike on there. Oh, okay. I mean, I used the word lookalike quite loosely. Yeah. But it was just, I don't know how, I don't really know why they kept bringing up the royal wedding. <laughs> they were like, we will tie this in. And then we will do this love relationship 
relationships. Um, but there were a couple of people on guard. Oh, I was just, I can't. I won't spoil it. But it was fantastic. <laughs> Can you give us? Anything I should do. I was going yeah, to say. I was like, hang on. That's the, we we spoil television every week. Why is this week any different? Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, there was one guy who was so fancy that he had his own like family like motto, almost oh. a Latin kind of like. I was gonna say method. Did then. they have a crest? Well, he had a tattoo on his back. I was like, "Wow, you're you're a posh guy. Wow, you're a fancy guy." I might put that to my family and see what see if they fancy it. I know. I, I did want to open open up the floor to the purposes actually. And so, <laughs> yeah. What do you think your family motto could be? Oh, I'd like to know. Probably, I can't even think. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But um, then there was a couple of other guys, that were, and oh, there was a couple. And one guy came in in a kilt, which was absolutely brilliant. He was such a confident, amazing guy. And he had a date with this other guy who had the most turbulent upbringing I've ever heard. It was it was heartbreaking sometimes they just they kill me those those backstories oh and you're just you're just in, in this state and you're like aren't they getting along nicely and then they do a cutaway and they're being interviewed and you're like wow you're like not the for fact, seven yeah the fact that you've got out the door with all that and you're so upbeat and he was yeah. so positive and that was another one of those moments where you kind of think oh it really puts it in perspective oh, absolutely but it was so lovely I, I forgot how much I loved it I feel like sometimes when you love a series you get out of the habit of watching it first dates I'm so behind again I just don't feel like it's advertised enough I know my notifications aren't coming up on my 4OD app I know and then suddenly you start watching it and you're like oh this is why I love it I'm gonna download an episode for the train home oh yeah because you can do that now yeah Get on it. We talk about that every week. I know. It's I like the halloumi kebab. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and every week it surprises me. <laughs> my memory's like a sieve. I went into Marks and Spencer's, searched high and low for those halloumi kebabs. Could I find them? No. Shall we get on to this week's topic? Yes, let's do it. So this week we are still, after our big brainstorming session of last week, still going through the topics that you have selected and suggested on our pinned post. Yes, which was very helpful. So thank you so much for all of that. We are, like, because it's themed really, because you're moving house next week. And we thought we would talk all about buying and renting a home. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
We've actually got some questions. We'll get onto those in a bit. We've selected some because there was 25 comments on our Yeah, thing. and they're still in, and it's still increasing. Yeah. So and we, also we're not experts. No, we're not. I mean, I want. I wish I was more like Martin Money Lewis, but alas. I wish. I wish we were both more like Martin Money Lewis. <laughs> I'd have less cash flow issues. Yeah. I, yeah. Put it this way, I wouldn't be renting. I don't think. <laughs> But we are, we thought it'd be a nice time. We both wanted to touch on this for quite a long time because I bought a house last year. Charlotte is moving up, up changing locations. Yeah, so Margate to Lincoln. Um, but, I, but, but I rent. Um, so we've both kind of faced very different issues. Yeah. And we thought we could discuss them. So I'm going to start um, grilling you. Oh. Because I'm fascinated at how, how one buys a house because I haven't got the foggiest. It really was something that we did not have any idea how to go about it. It's peculiar that, I mean, I'm not going to, I probably ranted about this before, but what do we get taught at school? None of it. Like, can we sex ed, taxes and buying houses? Oh, we need, we need, I really, like even mortgages and just yeah. go. Joe and I, when we first went into an estate agent, we walked in and we were like, what? we were literally standing outside for about like 10 minutes going, what do you say when you walk into an estate agent? Hello. I'd like a house. I'd like a house, please. And that's what ended, like, it was ludicrous. We like, we like sounded like Paddington Bear going, <laughs> I would like to buy a house, please, Aunt Lucy. Like, I had no idea. So I made Joe do it for the first time. And I was like, we must look completely bonkers. Because what do you do? I haven't got a clue. Like, what do you say? Oh, we've been looking at the houses in the window and we'd like to, <laughs> like to like consider purchasing. Yeah. And we had no idea. So we kind of started walking in. And before this point, actually, let's rewind a bit further. Because before, when we when we decided we knew we wanted to buy, I mean, fortunately, I think it's worth disclaiming that we both grew up in London. So we've both lived at home up until last year when we bought. So neither of us have had to move out. We've never had that kind of big uprooting to go to a city to live in and work so we're very lucky in that sense I, I yeah I agree with that but I also think that people that have grown up in London have got different pressures like I've got friends who've grown up in London and because houses are so expensive yeah for you to stay in the city that you were born in that your friends and family yeah you know that's quite a pressure in yeah, itself there is that I, I do think I mean I definitely yeah, I agree with what you said, you know, you are lucky, but at the same time, that's an insane amount of pressure, you know, because yeah. you want of all to... the cities to grow up in, you kind of think, oh, well, everything's here, and I have, like, if I want to buy a house, I either have to move to a different city, yeah. or save, 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 yeah. save, which is what we did, we were very, very fortunate in that we did have the time, and, you know, the privilege to stay at home and save, but when we decided we wanted to buy a house, both being self-employed, it was really tricky. And mm. fortunately, the, but I think one of the most valuable things I learned was to get a mortgage advisor slash broker. <laughs> I'm laughing because, like, how does one get one? Well, I mean, this guy that we were, we, we you know got advice from was my parents' mortgage advisor. Right, so they okay. said, let's have a meeting with Darren. And that was probably the best thing we did because... I think when we when it comes to buying a house, I needed someone to speak to me as if I were an alien or a child. Yeah. I was like, I want you to tell me how much I need or how much I, you know, how much I will need to save for a deposit if I want to be able to buy a one or two bedroom yeah. flat house thing. Tell, tell, like building. Tell me. <laughs> Part a of a shed. building, anything. Yeah, and um, I think that's it, word of mouth. I've 
nearly spoken to a, nearly spoken to a mortgage advisor a couple of times, but they were all word of mouth recommendations, yeah. and they'd previously worked with self-employed people. Yeah, so I was, think I think recommendations are always good for that kind of that thing. That was aren't they? the best thing, and I have recommended him to other people as well, and would be happy to if anyone wanted to get in touch. Um, I won't share his details here because I don't know how much he'll appreciate that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I just wanted to, just wanted to, just wanted to chat. <laughs> but he was so useful because he was a couple of years before we decided, like before we bought, he was able to say okay so you, you need this much saved this is what you can get for it and if you wanted to be able to afford a bit more this is how much more you need saved. so you kind of two two years before yeah kind of knew what your goals were yeah and I think it was, yeah. it was setting those goals which was the most important thing because these things do take time and I've been saving quite a bit previously as well to that but it was good to have a goal and a point where he was like, okay, so by the time it gets to April of 2017, you can, you can file that tax return and then you can start looking. Yeah, because that's the thing, isn't it? Because we're renting at the moment. Well, we've always rented. What we should have done in hindsight is file both of our tax returns in April. Yeah. Um, so that we wouldn't have had to have a guarantor situation, which is what we're in now. So me and Jack are both self-employed, but we've always had to have a guarantor because I don't really know really. Because I guess if we had done a proper tax return... Um, is it like a proof of income? Yeah, but I think we always earn less than what they wanted, so that's um, why we had to have a guarantor. Or like Jack was self, um, I was self employed, Jack was employed, and vice versa. And we've always just had really messy working situations, mm. like a bit of a PAYE job here and a bit of a self employed job here. Um, so, and um, basically, what a guarantor is, um, they have to say that if you don't pay the rent, they'll pay it for you. Um, right. Should okay. you like run off to Mexico or? Something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the problem is my dad's self-employed and so so is my mum so is Jack's mum the only person that isn't self-employed is Jack's dad right. who is lovely but you know he doesn't it's not as quick for him to fill out a online form. Yeah. Um, so Jack had to kind of go around and, and he was really helpful and he did it and he got approved because he's on PAYE and has regular income. Um, but it's it's a bit of a pain just, went, just relating to what you said about tax return. I yeah. wish... If Jack had done his tax return in April, we probably wouldn't have had to do that. But yeah, anyway, it was, a wonderful that's the thing, thing, and it was good to know because it gave us an idea about how much tax we'd have to pay for the year going forward as a self-employed person, and also have something to show a bank and get it signed off. And that was another thing when we did our tax returns. Obviously, if you're not self-employed, you don't need to worry about this. But we, ha I have an accountant who was able to sign it off properly. Yeah. Normally, I do all my tax returns myself, which makes life a lot easier. Um, and because Joe is a trained accountant, it helps. But is he? Yeah, yeah, he's a trained accountant. Oh, I mean, he's so helpful. Me and Jack just, you know, when you're picking a life partner, sometimes it's just. If you ever need any assistance yeah. in that department, but having someone to sign it off for you, but it, I think coming back to the mortgage broker thing, it was so helpful having someone who could then advise on the best banks to approach for mortgages. Mm. Like we, he was very quick to say, okay, these banks will be quite tricky if you're self-employed because they're a bit dubious about yeah. lo loaning to certain people and equally he could approach the right people so that was such a relief and the cost of working with a mortgage broker far was so, so minimal in the grand scheme of things yeah. when you are transferring a deposit to someone yeah. or a bank even not just one person but um it felt so rewarding that was the, probably the biggest thing I learned was to speak to someone and have an adult who like <laughs> just, an adult in the room help just to guide you through and even be able to say okay I can recommend a solicitor and 
just re- like point you in the direction of all the things that are so daunting and scary because mm. the amount of paperwork there is you have to get life insurance if you oh. buy a house which i never knew oh that's the thing all these different things you have to sign up for and uh, like apply for and make sure you can get approved and it's quite overwhelming but he he took you through all the he really yeah it was so so helpful and he could advise on the best things and should like lay out the d- different deals and the interest and all these things that i just i I have no idea about mm. it. So I feel like you feel embarrassed saying it, but then no one teaches you these Nobody things. Nobody teaches you. And how did you tackle saving? I mean, obviously, it was great for you because you were living at home, but you know, at the same time, you're still making sacrifices. Yeah, I think it was it was just that making mm. sacrifices and knowing like how to budget and whether that you'd be taking out a certain amount of money each week and saying, right. I mean, I for my job especially, I can if I'm not looking at money, I can go into London every day, for example, which yeah. adds up and I can be like, oh, I'll be in meetings every day. But it's kind of saying, right, I'll go into London a couple of times a week yeah. and then be really sensible. Mm. And I think especially with what I do, there is a lot of pressure to be like on top of it and shopping and like sharing and hauling. And that's another thing in itself. That Yeah, that's another topic. But that's yeah, another topic. Yeah, I know what you I mean. mean. You feel the pressure sometimes to have new stuff and you're like, no. But that's the thing. And you kind of have to... I, it is hard because you are sacrificing for a while and luckily I was at home so things obviously were a bit more affordable mm. because I you know you waver when you're with your parents a little bit yeah. so there is that saving time but I think being able to budget I know that actually anyone that might follow her already Megs from Wonderful You um, did a brilliant video about saving for a deposit because she bought a house recently and she had so many amazing tips in there so um her YouTube channel is wonderful underscore you and with the letter and she's just so useful whether it was things like getting an Odeon Limitless card so you can still go out and do things. Well I was talking to somebody the other day about um rail cards yes. for people that aren't the young person's rail card. So there's for a couple a, ones. Yeah, there. like and there's a couple one and there's a network rail card. That was for Southern, so I'll be interested, obviously, when I move, whether yeah. I can get one. And you still get a third off travel off peak. And yeah. just daft things like that. Just so. little things that you actually... It makes such a difference. Mm. Like, I know tra- like travelling after 9.30, so booking my meetings after a certain time and using my rail card at that time and just trying to be really sensible with little things like that yeah. because the little things often add up the most. Yeah, which is what I'm guilty of. So I don't have any savings, um, just in case anybody's listening, thinking... Like, good for you, Liv, but help, I'm in that boat. Which is, you know, my responsibility, but another reason we're moving is so that I can concentrate on expanding um, my business and saving, basically, so that we can start. Me and Jack have always had, like, quite creative jobs in the fact that when Jack was trying to break into the TV industry, he wasn't earning anything. Like, runners typically don't earn any money, and we were living with Jack's parents, which, again, is a really fortunate position to be in, but obviously there was no income yeah um so when we lived with them we weren't kind of we were saved a bit but it was more kind of so he could break into the industry and get paid so and um, we've never really kind of caught caught up with our own tail is that the phrase yeah something like that i know what you mean <laughs> something about cats and tails or is it dogs who knows <laughs> so we actually haven't got any money saved and um which actually leads me on to one of the questions that we had been asked which was um We've answered the one from Nikki van der Molen, the difficulties of renting or buying as a self-employed person. Um, it seems so much more complicated than it is for people with full-time employment. So I think you've kind of covered that. Um, yeah. And Nikki, when it comes to renting, as I say, we've had to have a guarantor, which sometimes, as I say, my dad couldn't be my guarantor. And um, some people, you know, you don't have family um, that can 
be your guarantor and it is difficult yeah and unfortunately that's just the, I think the way we, it is we had to ask I think we asked neighbours in the end mm. for, I don't know I can't remember what it actually was but you do have to get so many things approved by different people in full time careers yeah. that aren't family or aren't yeah. direct re- like it's so difficult but I think asking someone like a mortgage broker or a mortgage advisor especially for buying who has dealt with self-employed mm. people before and you know you can prove that you do earn enough yeah I think sometimes like certain letting agents have really kind of crazy requirements that they want from self-employed people so my dad to be my guarantor had to have a spare 30,000 pounds just sat there in cash and it was like <laughs> my dad doesn't have 30 grand's worth of cash just sat there so yeah the hoops, that, the hoops people make you jump through yeah yeah and it's just kind of not getting cross about it yeah in a way um so like things like that app helps because you can get really wound up and you're like but i'm a good decent human being and it makes you feel like you've done something wrong or as somebody said in my dms you know they make you feel criminal sometimes and you've just got to that's the process and yeah. until it changes you've just kind of got to breathe and yeah just jump through those hoops unfortunately i think that's it like especially with us like doing tax returns in April to give yourself enough time to save for them and to know how much money you can afford and how much you will be earning in the mm. next year is so helpful as well because it kind of gives you a bit more of a gauge on how much is actually possible to save. Yeah, because I had um, a shocker of a tax return this year, as in there's a thing called, what is it, payment on accounts? Yes. Whereas if you owe more than a £1,000 worth of tax, you have to pay half of the next year's upfront. And I just didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not complaining about paying tax. I'm just, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were like, oh, um, so I'd estimated it. And then they were like, oh, and here's the other half of next year you have to pay. And I was like, huh? Whereas yeah. if I'd done it in, in a, due course. Yeah, you can um, kind of factor that in a little yeah. bit. But you don't, no one tells you these no, things. No, I love to tell people that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, in that way, I need to be more responsible with my finances a bit rather than sometimes just gonzara.com when I should probably just do my accounts instead um but sorry back to this question so Mindy Sue Whitock from the Facebook group said the pressure to own a home when you hit your 30s and commitment issues to staying in one place um I'm 31 soon to be 32 on Sunday not mentioned it did feel it I felt it felt it so much but what can I do about it yeah I mean, obviously, I can be a bit more financially savvy. I can save up. Um, I'm going to put a kind of saving strategy in place. But um, and I think it's difficult because sometimes parents um, or different generations could be like, it's, "Oh, it's expected." Yeah, and I just kind of said to them, "But we can't. Do you mind not saying that to us every time? Because you make us, you're making us feel yeah. a little bit guilty and a little, you know. And actually, what we have achieved." is amazing and, and it's so much more than just bricks and mortar yeah and there's so many people in that boat and I'm, and I'm interested because there are so many people in that boat what's going to happen yeah because I think something something's going to change because there's so many of us yeah but in a way um it's what we did on a previous episode about kind of expectations and co- yeah. comparison um lives 24 she's bought a house I'm nearly 32 and I've not bought a house it's just it's it, just different circumstances and that's and... the thing i think it's appreciating that everyone's situation is mm. so different and i think it doesn't i mean traditionally you kind of feel there's always that pressure to be like oh you meet someone you buy your house you get married you have a baby and it's not like that anymore mm. it, like i can't think of a single friend that's done anything like that in that mm. order and i think it's almost accepting that that isn't the norm whatever the norm is and everyone has that different journey. And buying a house isn't the symbol of 
anything mm. necessarily. It doesn't mean you're more successful or... Well, as I, I always say to myself, I'm like, I'm, I haven't bought a house yet, but who knows, in 10 years' time, I could buy a, a house outright in cash. Yeah. I don't know where... I think that's Where it. life's going to take me. I do like that vision. Just open the suitcase, the money's in there. It's in there. Take and it. And it's in 50s because, you know, why not? That's what you can do when you walk into the estate agent. <laughs> I got the money in 50s. I'll be like, we don't take cash for houses, please get out. <laughs> like, oh, that's odd. Um, but I do think that, like, I spoke to one of my friends recently and I think for her it was always very much like, oh, they'll get, they'll save up, they'll buy the house, then they'll get married. But I think recently it's actually completely changed because you think, well, why should we wait to do these things we've been wanting to do just until we have a house? Mm. And, you know, these things are all expensive. Getting married is expensive. Buying a house is expensive. And we put ourselves under so much pressure. Mm. And I think getting to the point where you think it's not the be all and end all, it doesn't, you know, prove anything is quite freeing because yeah, it's so I, different. I used to get, like, I remember 29, 30, used to really kind of get guilt about not, we were no way near. Yeah. You know, when people say, you need to get your foot on the ladder, we didn't even have a ladder. Yeah. Just, we didn't. And now I don't care. But I think, especially as when you're renting as well, you have the freedom to move about and it's almost putting the shoe on the There are foot. definitely luxuries to renting. Um, something breaks, you call your letting agent, your landlord, they come in and sort it, hopefully, if, you know, they're a decent, decent um, human. Um, which, Julia um, Skibber, Skibber, Julia, sorry if I pronounced your name, surname there wrong, uh, but you said... Um, maybe you could give us some info on the help to buy ISA. And to be honest, I, I just said to, to live, we're not financial institutions, so we're, we're not the best people to ask. But actually it was good because it refreshed my memory on it. So the government do a help to buy ISA. And you can put, I think, £1,200 in the first instalment and you can pay £200 in each month. And then um, the government will top that up by 25%, up to £3,000. Very confusing once I've just said that out loud. Yeah. But if you go on .gov.uk and go on affordable home ownership schemes, there's different things on there. But I am going to open a help to buy ISA actually um, this summer. I, I think there's a I'm few... I'm going to pinky promise myself. I think there's a few apps as well to help advise you as well. So maybe we can pop them in the description or Facebook group to point people in that direction as well because there is so much advice out there. Let's have a look through the remaining questions. Um, we're going to talk about decorating in a bit. Oh, actually, a quick one for you, um, Liv. So Beth Morris asks, things to look at when looking at houses or flats to buy. Um, tips on how long the whole process takes and saving up money. So we've talked about maybe how long the process takes. Yeah. So when you saw your ha the house that we're in, how long did that take from you seeing it to getting the keys? We were quite fortunate, namely because, I mean, we'd been looking on Rightmove and Zoopla and all the, all the mm. websites for a really long time before. So we knew exactly the areas we could afford to buy and we knew what we could get for our money and we knew what was really important. So I think it's obviously having those discussions whether you're on your own or with your partner or with a friend or whoever you're buying with actually looking at the things that are really important to you yeah. so we knew we didn't want to compromise necessarily on area we knew the area we wanted to live in but we were happy to compromise on whether it was a flat or a house or how many bedrooms it had those were the more negotiable yeah. things um location 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 i think that's it it's working on what's important to you whereas obviously if you're more happy if you if you really want like three bedrooms you will have to compromise on location and yeah. vice versa so we'd got a really clear idea about things like that we have been looking and we tried to not look too much until we had the real sign off because 
there's no point it will just upset you seeing things come and go and obviously things did come and go that's a good tip actually even with renting Um, don't look until you can yeah because I've done that so many times and then made inquiries like almost wasted people's time as well as my own time yeah we weren't ready that's the thing and it's really it's heartbreaking because you see things and you're like that is it that's the house Mm. that's where I want to live and you can't go there's Mm. no way you can do it so I think trying to avoid that I mean maybe at the beginning giving yourself a bit of an idea but then after that saying right we're gonna draw a line here um so we did all that and then we looked at a few places I mean we this was the third place we looked at so it was Mm, quite a very it was quite a quick process for us but the time after we put the offer in to the time we moved in it was quick I mean I'd heard so many stories from people prior to that moment where people had said it takes up to it could take up to a year it could take more it could take less Fortunately, the people we bought from, the woman was pregnant and she was, they, they'd they gone to an end of... Oh, there's nothing like a pregnant person if you want something done quick. Oh, yes. They were ready to leave. Yeah. They were, and the thing is, obviously, we were end of chain because we were first-time buyers. They were going to an end of chain property. So there, we didn't have chains either side, which was so lucky. And obviously, that sped up the process so much more obviously it still took a bit of I think it still took like about four or five months which is not a huge amount of time it's just that blows my mind in the grand scheme of things it was quick from start to finish but that is the the fact that we were chain free is a huge Mm. thing there because if you've got a huge chain of people behind you or waiting that can massively affect it well you've just got so many people's circumstances well that's the thing and I feel like that won't ever happen again for us, obviously, because whenever we move now, we are going to have yeah. a chain, and it's very unlikely it will happen again. So we were lucky there, and it was a one-off. Yeah. Um, but looking at places, I, this is another silly thing, it makes me sound about eight years old, but taking an adult to look at the places... <laughs> oh, absolutely. My dad's good for that. You know, he knows what walls are what, he knows damn, he can see, like... Um, bringing up Escape to the Chateau, but um, like there's a, a divide in France where it's like above a certain region you get wood louse and but like wood it. rot and things and like that. And if you don't know that, I mean we looked at a flat and we were like, this is gorgeous and I went with my granddad and he was very quick to say, look at all this damp, this is going to be really problematic mm. and because it's part of a flat you're going to have to accommodate for all the other people if you want to do building work. Well that's here. another thing, I know a few people that have bought kind of council places and um, they have to think um, every now and again building works need to be done and then they're slapped with a massive bill Yeah, and you know, I wouldn't have known about that thing I was very much like well we're buying it we can do whatever and it's not the case if Mm. you're in a building that has three or four other occupants it's then accommodating the fact that if you want to do something how it's going to affect the building like there's so many factors to take Mm. on board um but I think it's no yeah getting someone who can point out those things that you're going to need work there because obviously the house will be surveyed before you buy it Mm. but it's having someone that can say you're looking at this kind of work to do Mm. um so taking an adult to look out for those things and, you know, really knowing what you're looking at. Well, you for can as well. get swept away in the whole emotion, oh, even with can. renting. Like um, when we saw our house, my stomach flipped when I saw it on the internet because it had really nice bathroom tiles. But and you don't get that a lot in rented properties. But we're lucky. Um, we met the landlord. Um, they said we can do whatever we want, decorating wise. However, um, you know, sometimes landlords say that and that's that's not the case it's always good to get in your contract but also I've started to look at the deposit that you put down for renting and it shouldn't be like this but you know hopefully we'll get our deposit back on our flat we've done loads of 
work to it to make it better. Um, but I'm going to look at that as like renting fees in a way. Yeah. If I get it back, it's a bonus, and you know that money is needed. But I'm all I'm almost like not tying my emotions up in that money because yeah. it could ruin my whole month sat waiting for that Gosh, that money. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's it sounds like a bit of a outlandish thing to say but you know if I don't let that money rule me yeah and um, when we do need it it would be amazing to get to get that back but you know if, if uh, especially in the new place I don't plan on leaving it for a long time so if I divide that money up per month that's kind of like my renting yeah. fee in a way even yeah. though I'm already paying fees but I don't know me and my friend kind of looked at it because you can just get so cross about so many things when yeah. you're renting and buying houses that you know it can just become such an emotionally draining process oh, of course it can it can be exhausting so I think mindset's quite quite interesting but I'm just going to go to a question that Zoe Lindsley asked which is living in London versus moving away from London does Charlotte have any regrets about moving away obviously it has been and um, it has its benefits in terms of space and cost but do you miss it would you ever move away um I have no regrets about leaving London whatsoever none and we when we lived in London said we will never leave London like yeah this is the best place ever I think you can get quite London centric in a way oh you can massively um and there is a world outside London which I was amazed about when I left I was like oh it's all still working um and and it took some adjustment you know I can't get delivery sushi whenever I like (laughs) Um, we don't have like Ubers. Well, let's not get into to that debate. But you know, things are a bit slower in Margate. Everything, most things are shot on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, almost Thursday. You just get used to it. Yeah. But I kind of like the, the the mental headspace of living outside London. And I think the kind of community feel as well. I mean, mm. I feel like because I've grown up in London and my family here and my friends are here, it'd be a lot harder to leave. Mm. And I feel like if I if my family were in a different city or a town or I didn't have these ties I'd probably be more I'd probably be open to moving outside mm. of London because because of the space because of you know the like all of those things like yeah. and I think now I come back to London and I enjoy it so yeah. I come back and I just kind of do the nice stuff yeah and I don't have to do the schlepping on the bus or the you know, on a Sunday when the tubes um but I love London but that's me personally you know we're, we're, it's so congested it's very fast-paced and it's definitely not for everyone and I do think like that's why I love exploring different UK cities so much because I know there is such an exciting world outside of London yeah. And if my family and friends weren't here, maybe I would consider it. But unfortunately, I feel like there's just too many ties here. Yeah, I at think. The moment. <laughs> I think for a lot of people, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Like I think um, the world is evolving in 2018. And when I left uni, you had to go to London. Like there was no other yeah. creativity. Whereas now, there's all these like pockets, like. In one way, the gentrification of London is you know completely absurd and totally unfair. Um. But what that has allowed, on the other hand, is for creativity to spread outside of London yep. because there was no other choice. Yeah, um, completely. So where we're moving, it's an hour and 20 minutes on the train um, and there's loads going on. And the same with Margate, you know, that's created its own little community. So I don't know. It just depends what kind of person you are, I think. It's yeah. definitely individual. I think completely it's so dependent. It's career dependent. It's like there's so many factors, but I do think... There is so much more going on outside of London. And even, you know, when I do my city guides for the blog, it's made me, like, you know, it's really opened my eyes to that. Yeah. I think there are so many other lifestyles to be had that are outside the kind of chaos and 
bubble that is London. I mean, I love it. I'm very, very biased. Um, but coming at it from a different point of view, yeah. I think you don't have to be in London to flourish in a career. You yeah. don't have to be in London to be successful. And I think it, gradually people are shaking that, and that's really positive. Yeah, I think that's exciting. I've just realised we've been talking for quite some time. So shall we do... We've got two more questions, which yes. kind of are the same. So um, Samina Sheriff said, any tips for putting your stamp on a rented property? And India Papalado said, how or asked, how can I make a place feel like home when you can't paint or change furniture? I've got plants everywhere, but that doesn't stop the walls from being speckled yellow and cream. India, why can't you paint? Is the landlord saying no? I think it's worth asking. Sometimes I had this conversation with a friend recently and if you are doing something that's very neutral and is actually going to improve the style of the property, I think it's worth asking. Or, and I know that this is an expense, but could you paint it and then paint it back to the speckled yellow and cream if they love it that much? Yeah. I know that that's not ideal, but um, somebody sent me a message actually on Instagram and we have lovely wooden floors in our flat, but I've been dying to uh, sand them for two years and I nearly did it. Um, and I changed my mind, but but she said that I think it was her granddad that just said, just make your here and now. Yeah. Like, don't kind of worry about the tomorrow. Yeah, you know? completely. So we actually didn't end up sanding the floors, but I thought she had quite a good point. But I know it is difficult with some landlords. I know it is. Um, You've got you. You did something really cool, I think, when you had your when when I came over to your house the first time. You had these. Um, you've got these amazing curtains which you put up. Oh yeah, my palm. And the curtains. way you covered the sofas as well. I thought that was really cool. Your red leather sofa. Oh my goodness! Remember the red leather sofas. So we and um, our flat was unfurnished, but came with two red leather sofas and two red leather bar stools of all the things. I'm not against red leather. It just wasn't my bag but eBay is such a good place so it was a three-seater leather settee and trying to get a throw big enough yeah and um, but we got one off eBay for about 60 quid you can chuck them in the washing machine yeah um we got we eventually asked our landlord I always think this is good as well asking your landlord bit by bit because if you kind of go in there all guns are blazing like I want the settee removed I want this I want that we just did it like little bit by bit so they left a really old barbecue on the decking and we got rid of it for them. Uh, we eventually got rid of the settees, but we just did it bit by bit. We yeah. didn't kind of go in and say... it puts the ones back up otherwise. Like, what do you mean you don't like all of those things? Yeah. Even if they're not great, I think it can make someone think, well, you're the ones renting. Like, it's my place. Mm. You can get temporary wallpaper. And I, there's somebody I follow in, uh, in Palm Springs and she's called Melodrama. And there's an American company that does removable wallpaper. And obviously that's not really ideal because you'd have to pay import duties and tax but when I started looking into it there are UK companies that do temporary wallpaper oh. and there's also these temporary fixings that you can get on Amazon um for pictures mm. if your landlord's really against you putting pictures up um they're I can't remember what they're called um but have a look at temporary fixings for pictures they also work yeah and then the other thing is wall decals oh yeah who knew I'd be talking about decals two weeks in a row <laughs> um but you can get them um and again you can put those up on on your on your walls but um throws throws are great curtains if rugs. you can rugs rugs are, rugs are expensive but yeah. Lara Duke often do 30 to 40 percent off their yeah rugs. they've always got sales on haven't they and they've got some lovely rugs yeah and i do think ebay i know i said but the, uh, we've got our bed from ebay and i think the bed frame was like 180 quid for a super king you can if you shop around you can find some good ones i think yeah what else have i done in 
rent it a curtain. So H&M, my curtains are from H&M and they come unhemmed, but I have really high ceilings, so I haven't actually uh, trimmed ours. And then the curtain rails we got from Wilco for a tenner each. Yeah. It's really searching and trying not to do every room at once. Yeah, I think... Yeah, just pacing yourself because I think you can get really excited. And that's the same with buying. If you've got a house, it's so exciting to decorate. But I do think pacing yourself and actually working out what you want and not spending... Otherwise you end up spending double because you've got so excited and then actually that doesn't go with that. And That's the thing. And buying a house is expensive and let alone furnishing a house. Mm. It, I mean, we were in our house for such a long time without sofas, without a bed and without a dining table. I think the dining table came maybe and within a week. Look at it now. Yeah, and it's just been such a gradual process. There's still a lot we need to do, but mm. it's like pacing yourself and realising that you can't do everything at once and that's fine and there's no shame in that and you don't have to have it all perfect. Well, that's thing you don't need to have a Pinterest perfect house and I think that, again, there's a lot of pressure for that. Oh, there's an enormous amount. Make yourself a Pinterest Pinterest perfect nook if you're yeah, that impatient. That's, it. that's what I think I did. Yeah, one nook that you one can corner. just enjoy. Yeah, I'll just I'll just photograph you from every angle I can. <laughs> Exhaust that. <laughs> that lays. Yeah. But um, in the new house that we've that we're renting, again, I think mindset has got a lot to do with with this. Um, you know, you can look at what you haven't got. But look actually, what you have got. Yeah, you know, you've got a roof over your head, um, and things like that. And um I just know that we're not going to rush this house because I, I don't want to move for for a long time until I buy my house. Exactly. I'm just pace yourself. That. Yeah. Maybe if there's any landlords in here, if they've got any tips. Or I mean, things. yeah, I totally see why landlords can be protective. Um, you know, if you've had if you've been stung with bad tenants in the past, but yeah, you know, maybe we should have a fringe of it a tenancy agreement because we're all nice people. Yeah, that's it. We can just all <laughs> keep it keep it in the group. Oh God, we've we've witted on for over an hour. God, we are we're all, we are on one but today. But there's so much to say about about renting and buying. Um, I think we've I, only just touched on the uh, the tip here. Yeah, I hope we've we've kind of helped um, with all the questions. So maybe we'll do that a bit more because we've planned topics for at yeah, least the next two three months, haven't we? Open up the floor, and I think it is the most important takeaway. I do think is just acknowledging that everyone's situation is different. Yeah, and comparison obviously leaks into this, and trying not to look at what stages other people around you are at because no one is the same. Yeah, and everyone's everyone's different. Yeah, every everybody's stage in life, and you never know where you're going to catch up. and And I think I've said it in a previous episode. All of a sudden you kind of stop to think and you're like, oh, I'm here. But that's the thing. And I remember when, I don't know, before we bought, I saw like someone I knew had inherited a lot of money. I was like, oh, like, they can buy. But then I was like, but they've had to inherit that money yeah, to be you, in that position. Would you like a family member to die so but that, that you can but that's have your thing. And you think, you know, you can't have it all. And I think yeah. acknowledging that no one has it all. Yeah, no, absolutely nobody like, there's does. There's always a compromise somewhere. And I think acknowledging that, no one has it easy to get to buy, to get to rent, to get to do anything. So just appreciate where you're at as well. And don't feel like you have to rush. Um, I, I One more thing about buying things. Facebook Marketplace. Oh, do you like that feature? Oh, my goodness. If you dig deep, you've got to really have, like... I think it's a bit of a weird part of the internet. Oh, no. <laughs> I, me, me and... Um, she's called the Vintage vintage House That Could on, on Instagram, where we found some gems on there people give away stuff for free they just want it out of their house i use it to get rid of stuff for free do people uh, people on it yeah you i mean well but it, there's it, my weekend sorted <laughs> it, it, you're gonna love or hate it though you've got to troll through a lot of crap oh yeah that's all i ever see 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see the bar stools um, and the sofas. So yeah. I'm like, I'm out. And it's all from my house, the red leather ones. Now I've left it on a very peculiar note of Facebook Marketplace, but I think we're going to wrap it up for today. I think that's a good idea. Um, I hope you all have a lovely weekend. Yeah. And we will speak to you next week. Have a glorious week. If and... you would like to rate or review us on iTunes, um, it helps other people find us, which hopefully means more people in the Facebook group, which means more friends for you better bribery there as always i'm gonna change i'm gonna change that up but i've kind of memorized it now okay, so we've got <laughs> i'll write something else for next week we promise have a lovely week goodbye Bye.